Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. The Denver Broncos have signed a veteran offensive tackle to fill the void left by Juwan James' injury. Does this address the team's need at right tackles? He is solidified player, plus several rookies have agreed to deals with the team. And Patrick Kiyote, he joins the show to discuss his thoughts on the Broncos' 2021 NFL schedule and which rookie he believes will have the biggest impact this upcoming season. We break it down all in today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst and Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst for the Lockdown NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the show at Lockdown Broncos. And make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button here on the YouTube channel, Lockdown Broncos. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We are close to 4K, but make sure you follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. But welcome on into Friday's episode here, Lockdown Broncos. Patrick Keody, a good friend of the show, as always, is here to join us. And uh, so let's welcome in Patrick, my man. Happy Friday. How you doing? And obviously a, a mile high suit to everybody in Broncos country today. I am doing fantastic. The weather's great. Life is good. Uh, football season's about to get started back up for our high school kids. So very excited. And uh, the schedule just dropped. So we all have something to look forward to for the next couple months. Rookie minicamp is right around the corner. OTAs are going to start up. And before we know it, it's going to be week one kickoff. I wanted to know your thoughts. What What did you think of Peyton Manning's schedule reveal? I feel like you could put Peyton Manning in anything. He does phenomenal. I, I loved it. The social media team for the Broncos really did a good job this year. I don't know if you can top Pete Money, though. No, man. Last year's was great. You know, the whole full house thing was was really awesome. But that was good. you can't you, you can't beat Peyton Manning, man. He He's a, a jack of all trades. The thing that really cracked me up about that whole thing was when he was doing the mail and he took the mail out and he started throwing it. Yes. That was that was what absolutely sent me. It was hilarious. The whole Eli bit was great, too. You know, you love to see Peyton Manning back in the Broncos building always, even though he wasn't he wasn't there for the majority of his career. But he's such a, a cornerstone of this franchise already. It's always fun to see Peyton Manning doing something. And the guy's the guy's a character. He's an absolute character. So always great to see him. Glad that he was able to be a part of that. And it was awesome to see him do some hijinks in the Broncos facility. I do love it, and, and I think Broncos fans love the fact that you never really see him doing anything associated with the Indianapolis Colts. Everything is Denver. He lives in Denver. He comes to every practice. I mean, at training camp, he's there, and he's interacting with the guys. So I, I love seeing Peyton Manning around the team facility still. But we got some Broncos news to get into here. Patrick, the Broncos, you know, Juwan James injury, that's been a talking point here on the podcast the last couple of weeks. What is the team going to do? We knew that they were holding workouts this past week. And I actually thought Dennis Kelly on paper was going to be the favorite. At least he was my favorite in terms of a projected fit. Ended up not being him. The Broncos, they go with Bobby Massey, former offensive tackle with the Chicago Bears. Played in eight games, started in eight games last season. Missed eight games due to injury. That's why I was a little skeptical. But he's here in Denver now on a one-year, $4 million price tag. And there's a conversation right now. I'm seeing various people say, hey, he's the starter. Uh, In your opinion... I mean, I don't even see him being the star. I think there's going to be an open competition between he and Calvin Anderson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think Calvin Anderson impressed the coaching staff last year, his his performance at left tackle, of course. But he's been working with Mike Munchak, and he's one of those guys that Munchak has been wanting to mold into a starting caliber offensive tackle in this league. He's athletic. He's got the size. 
and he's the type of guy that you want to be that right tackle position. Bobby Massey, you know, he's missed what 14 games in the last two seasons. So he's kind of injury prone, doesn't hold the penalties are low. He doesn't give up a lot of sacks either. So I can understand why they would bring him in, but to pencil him as pencil him in as the week one starter. I don't think so. I, I do think that this is going to be an open competition. There's a undrafted free agent, uh, out of Illinois State, I believe it was who yeah, could also Himmel, Himmelman. He's he's massive. He's six foot he's nine, three hundred pounds. Big dude, big dude. But he might be one of those guys that they put in that competition as well. I wouldn't expect him to to be the starter, but it will be in that competition. If Massey can stay healthy, I, I was thinking that it was going to be Kelly too, considering his past with the Titans and stuff. And yeah. I just. It, Apparently it didn't work. They liked the price tag. They liked what he could do. A lot of people were calling for Charles Leno since he was just cut from Chicago, but it just wasn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't meant to be, and that's fine. But I do think that it is going to be an open competition. I think Calvin Anderson is the guy who has the most to prove uh, and also the most to benefit. Worst comes to worst. This is another situation like we had last year where you kind of have some guys that are just kind of rotating in. Maybe we see some people move out from the guard position to the tackle position, I doubt Hopefully that'll not. happen. Hopefully not. It, it, it's, you know, it's very easy to say, oh, I'll just move Dalton Reisner to the right tackle. Well, it's it's not so easy to just do that in the NFL. So yes. hopefully, you know, hopefully Bobby Massey can stay healthy and be the starter. But I doubt that he is the guy going into week one. Well, I'm telling people, don't sleep on Calvin Anderson. I really believe that Calvin will be the, the week one starter. I, I felt like if it weren't for Juwan James' price tag, even if James came back, I felt like Denver, if they didn't have to pay James that type of money, Calvin Anderson has been a guy that's been on the active roster for two seasons. Mike Munchak has kept him on the 53. Not many people were talking about that. And I think in the small sample size we saw last year, he stepped up and did a really good job. So uh, we'll see what happens with the offensive tackle position, but it's unexpected. You know, I don't think that the Broncos right now are going to add anybody else. So we are set right now heading into training camp. Uh, but, you know, let's get to another topic of discussion. Yesterday it popped up that NFL Network's Mike Garofolo had reported that the Broncos, they were planning to waive Deshaun Hamilton, which – in my opinion, Pat, I felt like it was a little surprising at this point of the offseason. I expected it maybe after training camp, but we've known for a while that teams have called. They've, there's been some trade interest in Deshaun Hampton. The Broncos have had an interest in dealing him. Uh, now, this actually didn't happen yesterday because he wasn't on the NFL transaction wire when it was posted. So similar to the Kyle Fuller situation where they were planning to release him, Denver was just going to pick him up. Uh, but outside of that, it didn't happen. So they, there was an attempt by the Bears to trade Kyle Fuller. Now the Broncos are still going to look to trade Deshaun Hamilton. And, and Pat, I know you're a wide receiver guy. I know we've talked about it. I think Deshaun offers a lot as a blocker. I just feel like he'll have a better opportunity to showcase and maybe even blossom on another football team. What are your quick thoughts on Deshaun? I'm in agreement with you. I thought that this was going to happen way later. I thought this was going to be – he was going to be able to showcase in, in training camp, maybe prove that he still belongs on the roster and in that rotation. But – with all the guys that are coming, you know, you got Cortland Sutton coming back. Tim Patrick is obviously going to be either wide receiver two or wide receiver three. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tyree Cleveland, now Seth Williams. And you got some other, some of these other guys that were on the practice squad last year coming in to compete. I mean, you could really make a case for Tyree Cleveland being that guy uh, that, they, that they rotate in. So Deshaun was kind of always that odd man out. He was very inconsistent. I, I loved him coming out of Penn State. Great route runner. He showed physicality when he was run blocking. And that's one of the most important things as a wide receiver 
but consistency is key. And if you're consistent in dropping passes and dropping key passes, we all remember that week one drop in the end zone against the Raiders a couple of years ago. That was a heartbreaker. Yeah. And he, he, he does seem to come back later in the season and kind of provide a little spark, but you got to be consistent all season long. And I really thought that this was going to be a year that maybe he does come back and compete, but the, the writing has been on the wall for a little while. So it's not surprising. There are some teams out there that do need wide receivers. Philadelphia is a team that's always been mentioned. I believe they were one of the teams that reached out last year. Cleveland yep. could be a destination for him. Houston could be a destination for him. So we'll see what Green happens. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Green Bay could <laughs> Green Bay. Well, let's not get into that, but uh, there, there are some teams that do need wide receivers. I think that he just needs a fresh start, maybe a new coaching staff and just get back on the road, man. You got to be consistent when you're playing wide receiver. You got to be consistent in route running, catching the ball and, and creating first downs. And that's just something that he wasn't able to do in a consistent matter in Denver. So I, I do wish him the best of luck, whatever does happen, whether he's waived, released or traded, he, I'm sure he's a good guy, but you just, when you're not getting it done, you're, yep. someone's going to replace you. So the NFL business is a brutal one. I think Deshaun's going to have success wherever he goes. And I think it'll be the right opportunity for him at this point of his career, but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment, Patrick and I are going to talk about the Broncos schedule a little bit more in depth. We're going to get some of Patrick's thoughts on the subject matter. But before we do that, I got to tell you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of the show. It's your good friends over there. BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action with baseball season in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline, and you get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NHL, NBA, and the UFC and MMA, because there is a UFC pay-per-view this upcoming weekend. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs and head to the website or use your mobile device right now to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. You know, Pat, before we get into our conversation here on the Broncos schedule, we went through the whole entire reveal yesterday. So, Broncos fans, if you missed that episode, go back on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Odyssey, or even YouTube. We have the video episode up for you as well on the Lockdown Broncos YouTube channel. We broke down the schedule, but there's there's a question that I had for you, Pat, pertaining to the overall thought process on the NFL schedule. A lot of fans that I have seen, they're looking at some of the opponents that the Broncos have, and they're basing their presumption on whether it's going to be a win-loss based on that team's record last year and how they played but the reality of the NFL and the reality of the game itself is that teams get better every single year they may be bottom of the pack last year but they could be the top team in their division this year um what's more important for the Broncos at this point getting off to a fast start which when you look at the first three games very doable or building continuity and consistency throughout the season I think a lot of fans do want to see that fast start considering the last couple of years it's been like a really slow start right They've come out of the gate slow, and then it just leads to, to worse and worse things happening. And then we that's where you get the 7-9 and nine record, the 5-11 and 11 record. So I, I do think that fans really want to see the team come hot out of the gate, but that doesn't always equate to success. I mean, look at Pittsburgh last year. They won 11 straight games and then eventually just fizzled out and lost in the playoffs. Everyone was penciling them in to be a Super Bowl contender, and it, it just didn't happen. So, yeah, starting fast might seem good to a lot to a lot of people, but honestly, consistency is the key. You want to see them executing plays early, even if they lose some of those games early, 
you know, those first eight games, it's not all going to be cakewalks. Every year we see this happen and fans go, oh, 17 and 0, pencil it in. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Let's be realistic here. Uh, those first eight games, there are some there are some tough games in there, but there's also some trap games. I mean, we don't know what the Jaguars could look like. You know, the, the Giants defense has been playing pretty well, all things considered. So they could be a tough matchup for Drew Locke in, in the first game of the season. If Drew Locke's the guy. If Drew Locke's the guy. Who knows? Uh, but I do think that seeing consistency in the offense is going to be the biggest thing. We know that this defense is good. They, they made changes in the offseason to make them a better unit, but they still played very well. They, they played very well last season to begin the season as well. It, it was really the offense that was holding them back. So for me personally, I just want to see consistency within the offense. Execute, execute, execute. No three and outs, no stalling. <laughs> like put points on the board, put points on the board early, put this defense in a good position to at least try to win the game. That is what is going to be successful for the Denver Broncos early on in this season. Now, a, a lot of teams did get that. A lot of these teams, when you look at these first, I'm just looking at the first eight. That's that's really all I care about. Those teams did make significant moves to get better. So uh, those games are not going to be easy wins. The Ravens are still the Ravens. Yes. The Steelers could still be the Steelers. Who knows? But the Jaguars could come out and play a lot better. The Raiders could come out and play a lot better. The Washington football team is not a bad football team. No, they're not. That's going to be a scary game, in my opinion. It will. It, Halloween, I, by the way. It, it's one of the games that I have circled that you know I potentially want to go to because I want to see a good football game. But it, it's when it comes down to it, consistency has to be the key. Consistency on the offensive end has to be the key. I would much rather just be consistent and maybe you know lose a couple in there, but just maintain consistency along the offense and everything's going to be good. I'll take that over just a fast start and then a, a slow fizzle out later in the season. I'm going to throw something at you and Broncos fans. I want to know what you think about this too, because here at the lockdown podcast network, we had asked hosts all across the, the network, what they believe the easiest win on the schedule is for their team. And Patricia Traina, host of the lockdown giants podcast said that the Denver Broncos game is going to be the easiest win for the New York Giants, I personally, looking at this matchup, I don't agree with that. I think, if anything, I think this is going to be a very good defensive game if we come into it knowing what we did last year with all the additions. Now, when you look at the New York Giants, they added some talent across the board at the wide receiver position. You know, Evan Ingram's still there. He's obviously a tremendous playmaker. They added Kyle Rudolph in the red zone situations, but they also added Kadarius Toney. They added Kenny Galladay, their key offseason acquisition in free agency. And then you have John Ross. I mean, Sterling Shepard's still there. So they have a really good wide receiver core, but the Broncos, they bolstered up that secondary, Pat. And I, I just don't agree with that in, in terms of what the Giants, like locked on Giants, feeling that the Broncos game is going to be the easiest win on their schedule. I just don't see it. No, not at all. It, especially when you see what Daniel Jones has done against uh, defenses that bring a lot of pressure. It's not great. I can tell no. you that. <laughs> He's got more fumbles I believe he's got more fumbles than touchdowns at this point. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me on it. But this is a guy who does not do very well under pressure. And with Von Miller coming back, Draymond Jones is expected to have a huge leap this season. We got we got Shelby Harris back. Bradley Chubb is back. You have Malik Reed coming off the edge as well. Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons. 
come on. Mm. Da- you you really think that Daniel Jones is just going to have a field day against that defense? I don't think shocked. so. I would be I, I would be shocked. I'm not saying that it, it I'm not saying that, you know, the Broncos are just going to come out and wallop on him, but I wouldn't yeah. say that this is the easiest win for the for the New York Giants. Absolutely not. Agreed. Well, and that, and that was my thought process too, because I felt like the Giants last year had one of the most underrated defenses in the National Football League, but they couldn't do anything on offense because their workhorse in Saquon Barkley was out, and they didn't really have consistency with the weapons that Daniel Jones had. So, and the offensive line was kind of a revolving door um, all throughout the season last year. So, it, it's going to be a tough matchup. I think it's going to be a defensive game. Which, look, you know me, Pat. I love it. I know you're an offensive guy, but uh, you know that that's why I have you on here. I'm a defensive guy. You're an offensive guy, but we'll see how things kind of play out in the long run, but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment, Patrick and I are going to share our thoughts on which Broncos rookie player we believe will have the biggest impact on the team in 2021, knowing the schedule and maybe just some timelines when we, when we can expect to see certain players step up to the table. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's a good friends over there at built bar. You've heard me on this podcast a million times say that I love built bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. I say that, because it truly is. It tastes legitimately like a candy bar. And so before I go to the gym, before I work out, if I need a little bit of an energy or I need something to get me through my workout, I take a bite in the Built Bar and it tastes just like a candy bar. It's soft, it's easy to chew, and it gives me some fuel to get through my workout, especially when I'm trying to sweat off some of the summer bod that I'm trying to get here. But uh, they have nine different flavors, nine delicious flavors to be exact. My personal favorite is peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, and there's a flavor for everybody. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They contain 17 grams of protein in most bars, only around 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. And I want you to get your hands and your taste buds locked in to a box of Built Bar by going to builtbar.com today and using promo code LOCK15. That's one word, LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's code LOCK15 at builtbar.com for 15% off your next order. And as we get into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos here in your favorite podcast provider. Just a reminder, you get this podcast in video format every single day on YouTube. Just search Lockdown Broncos. Hit that subscribe button. We're at 3,600 subscribers on YouTube. We're trying to get to 4,000. We'll do a special giveaway once we get there. Obviously, a contest giveaway is always great for Broncos country, but you get this podcast in video format. Not to mention, you get the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y every single day, all year long. But Patrick, as we get into the fourth quarter of today's episode of the show, there's a certain question I you know, I, I want everybody to answer. Broncos fans alike can send me their responses on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos at Cody Work NFL, but which Broncos player that's a rookie this season will have the biggest impact for the team in 2021? I think the most evident answer is going to be Patrick Sertan because of his draft positioning. And I've said it here on the podcast. I think that he's going to be in a prime position to have a massive contribution from week one. I think that's unspoken for. But outside of Patrick Sertan, which Broncos rookie do you feel like will have the bigger impact this upcoming season? Well, surprisingly for me, uh, Sertan wasn't even going to be my choice. He wasn't my top choice. My top choice is actually Javante Williams. Okay, I, like I think it. that I think that he has an opportunity to really come in and, and make an instant impact. You know, the team signed Mike Boone. They still have Royce Freeman on the roster, but he's in the last year of his contract. You know, Levante Bellamy could be a guy that maybe they give some reps to, but they drafted Javante. They traded up for Javante Williams, excuse me, in the second round for a reason. Melvin Gordon's in the last year of his deal as well. He's dealt with injuries in the past. Luckily, he was relatively healthy last season. 
but Javante Williams could step in and be that dude. They, they brought him in here to be the future running back of the Denver Broncos. He's got the size. He's got the power. He's got the speed. He's got the pass catching ability. He, he's physical in, in pass blocking as well. So I feel like he has that opportunity to really come in and be that, that running back two and eventual running back one. When you look at how NFL offenses are built today, you really have to have two guys that are starting quality running backs. And they just didn't have that on the roster at the time. We knew that, you know, Philip Lindsay wasn't going to be returning. And yeah, that's very sad for Broncos country. He's a fan favorite, but this is an upgrade. This is a huge, huge upgrade. This is a physical runner, someone who can really pound the rock. And I think that he is going to come in and, and possibly take half or even more of those carries from Melvin Gordon especially late in the season, if, if Gordon's dealing with injuries or other things, I think that Javante Williams has the opportunity to be one of the most uh, influential rookies of this season. I, I love all the pick. I, I like all of them. I really do. But I think Javante Williams just has that extra something that they're looking for. We talked about it so many times. The Minnesota Vikings took running backs in rounds two and three, and they turned into, they turned into dudes. Not guys, dudes. Just right? guys being dudes, man. Just guys being dudes. And Javante Williams has all the makings of a certified dude. So I am so excited to see him and what he can bring to this offense. I think that he's really going to be that one-two punch. You know, you had the thunder and lightning with Philip Lindsay and, and Melvin Gordon and, and Royce Freeman too. But this is like a real one-two punch. This is like the chin, like the sweet chin music with a rib shot. Right. That's that's what I see Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon being. So for me, yeah, I like Sertan, but Javante Williams is the dude. I think that's a really good selection. You know, I, I tend to view guys picked in, in rounds one through three, usually probably the players that could have expectations to be impact players. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to stick with Javante on this one, and I'm going to throw a little bit of a wild card, but not necessarily on offense or defense, but more on the special teams kind of thing. Um, but in terms of Javante Williams, I think that there's a real legitimate chance that after this season, Javante Williams will be running back one for the Broncos, and Mike Boone will be running back two for Denver next year. I think that they're George Payton has done enough in terms of player evaluation. He saw something to bring in Mike Boone in free agency, and then he goes out and he trades up to get Javante Williams, who many, outside of Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, because they played at Alabama and Clemson, many NFL experts and draft insiders, they actually thought that Javante Williams was the best back in this year's NFL draft. I'm excited to see what Javante Williams can bring to the table. I think he's going to offer a lot to the Broncos offense um, that can have, that needs that boost. They need a little bit of a kick. Melvin Gore is not necessarily that guy that's going to run away from people. You know, he's got a little bit of deceptive elusiveness to him, but guys usually catch him or run him out of bounds. Javante Williams, he's going to run through dudes. And Denver hasn't had that in quite some time, so I like that. But I think that Caden Stearns and Jamar Johnson, I even think that Kerry Vincent Jr., the Broncos' seventh-round selection out of LSU, and I even think Seth Williams, who's now apparently with the, the news of Deshaun Hamilton, he's moving up to that wide receiver five spot or six at the spot if you consider Deontay Spencer. But I think all of these players, from the Baron Brownings all the way through you know, the, the Marquis Spencer, the Broncos' seventh-round pick, I think all of these rookies, you might see one or two of them not play at all this year, but I think a majority of them are going to play on special teams. I think that Caden Stearns, I think Jamar Johnson, I think those players are going to contribute on punt, on kickoff, on punt return. Um, I think that's just really where the Broncos need some help, especially on their kickoff coverage. They, they, they were at the bottom of the NFL last year in terms of yards allowed on kickoffs, and they were also one of the bottom-ranked teams in terms of their overall kick return average starting field position. So 
For me, those are the guys that I'm throwing out there. And Broncos country, I'm eager to hear your thoughts. Who do you feel like is going to be the contributing factor for the Broncos from the rookie draft class of 2021 this upcoming season? Let us know in the comment section down below here on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well for daily exclusive Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. But ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your weekend. That will do it for today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. In the meantime, after this podcast, go check out the Lockdown Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski, who takes you all around the realm of professional sports bringing in the local experts on the biggest stories in 20 minutes or less every single day if you want to know all sports what's going on in the sports world peter bukowski has covered lockdown today but with that said i'm cody work host of lockdown broncos you can follow me on twitter at cody work NFL. speaking for my good friend patrick Kiyote, you can follow him on twitter at patrick Kiyote. we'll see you on monday for a brand new episode of the show